Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the Plum Point Wealth Management video and podcast series. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we'll have the star of our show and Mr. Brian Dunkley of Plum Point joining us. We're going to be unpacking another challenge that's facing so many individuals, families, business owners out there in today's climate. And today's conversation is really uh, you know, a follow-up on one that Brian and I had taken a you know a deep dive into on our last time together. We were addressing this idea of of you know, are you really able and ready to take care of your loved ones forever? You know, asking the question, how do I take care of my loved ones forever? Well, it really started with having that plan in place first and foremost. Well, today Brian and I are going to follow up on that conversation and address another big challenge. You know, kind of a follow-up challenge, if you will, to that initial question that people are asking themselves on if and how. How they can take care of their loved ones forever. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Brian aboard and get right into it. Brian, it's good to see you this morning. How you doing, sir? Hey, Ryan. I'm well. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Always look forward to being back with you, Brian. And and we're going to be piggybacking kind of on a conversation we had in our last you know time together here on the show, that idea of, you know, how can I take care of my loved ones forever? We had discussed on the show, you know, it really starts with having that right, thorough plan in place. But Brian, what's that next challenge that you know really tends to pop up for so many people i know you're having this conversation a lot with clients but what's that next layer of the challenge here thanks ryan we we are having this conversation a lot especially now so most people have uh many clients who come to us they have a really good plan they've they've got their advisors on board or uh, some actually sometimes they don't have a, a great plan but for those who do and and they the plan was set up to to accomplish whatever it was that, that was important to them at the time. The next question is, is that plan still doing what you needed to do? And if you haven't revisited and revisited that plan in a, a period of time, I think it's really important to do exactly that, especially now there's so much change underway every across the board, everywhere. Uh, so the biggest question for folks that that, are, that come to us who have good planning in place is once the When's the last time you looked at it? Yeah, when's the last time it was reviewed? Uh, if it's been a while, we need to take a look at it. Sure, sure. And so many people, they maybe they had that plan in place. They thought that they were set, right, to take care of their family forever. And they they thought, well, they, they felt that sense of security. But hey, like you said, things change. Obviously, you need to address those. So let's let's dive a little deeper into this, shall we? This idea of, of the why is, I think, so important to tackle. Brian, why would you say this is such a problem, this idea of revisiting your plan? You know, what is the, the snowball here, the ripple effect, if you will? Sure. So the what I referenced change uh, in, in the opening here, <laughs> the world has changed. If you look at what's happening uh, just geopolitically, the, the world is very, very different now than it was last last year. Uh, but just from uh, a more local perspective, tax law has changed pretty radically. Uh, there have been the CARES Act, the SECURE Act. Uh, Congress is looking at SECURE Act 2.0, and, and there are some additional policy changes that inevitably are going to come. Every time that there's a policy change, that warrants a review of the plan because it, it that could impact whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. For most people, piggybacking on our last conversation, who want to take care of their family. And usually that means a gifting mechanism or transfer of wealth mechanism. If you aren't keeping up with tax law, the bottom line is you're not gonna be able to give what you thought to your your heirs, whether they be children or spouses or, or charitable endeavors. Um, tax policy changes, laws change. Uh, also just within your own family, your, your own objectives change over time as you get older, as your life becomes more complicated. 
uh, oftentimes that complexity means that additional planning is needed, uh, additional review and, and strategies are, are, are going to need to be implemented. Um, family complexity, um, children get married, uh, children get divorced, you get divorced, second, third marriages, they, they, these things happen. Every point, every milestone, grandchildren born, everything that is important to your life that may not seem necessarily relevant to your financial life oftentimes is. So if you're not evaluating this, uh, these milestones and reviewing them in the context of your plan, you're likely to fall behind and you're likely to create some weaknesses and deficiencies in that plan. And for you, the end problem is as the client, you're, you're not going, whatever it is you want to accomplish with your, your wealth and your, your assets, you may not be able to. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's a tough pill to swallow at that moment. If you, you know, you arrive at that moment, you didn't update your plan as you went on and now you're faced with this unfortunate reality, but, but Brian, let, you know, in, in taking it even one step further from there, in instances where you're looking at, you know, where somebody may have had that plan in place, they didn't update it over time. And like you said, maybe they experienced a divorce. Maybe uh, they had children, children got married, all those different variables that you mentioned from a family side, as well as, you know, a tax law perspective. Let's just say the whole gambit of issues has in fact happened. What is the ripple effect here? And what is that? What do you see that ultimately can do to somebody's life if they weren't updating their plan accordingly along the way? So the, the answer is going to be different for, for different people, sure, obviously, sure. because we're, we're different from one another. And I think you know, we've talked a, a, a lot about business owners uh, together and the uh, business planning is very complex. And you know, if you're not keeping up with the changes in your business, uh, the, not, not the actual business landscape and how you're driving revenue or, or um, cutting costs or, or, or making that business successful, the advanced planning with respect to the business as an asset to you is different. Uh, if you have key employees and they there's a changeover or if one particular employee becomes a key employee, just as a, an example, um, and you're getting ready to sell, or if something happens to you, there's a early death and, and that planning isn't in place, key employee insurance or, or whatever, that can create a whole host of problems for you, for the employees, for the business. And at the end of the day, for the client, that probably means that that planning isn't adequately in place, evolving alongside the business changes. That asset may not be doing what you want it to do for your family at some point. Uh, at a more personal level, uh, again, we, we we talked about uh, second marriage or or children getting married. It's unfortunately. It's fairly common for uh, when we're working with clients who uh, there's a marriage, uh, the children identify a spouse and and they like the spouse and they they, um, they there's a lot of love there and there's a lot of um, uh, happiness uh, with that decision in that marriage. But in the back of their mind, they often think, what if divorce rates are 50 percent or sometimes higher? and and. Uh, they want those assets to stay within the family. And so some planning needs to, um, uh, to be put in place for, for that to happen. And that can be an uncomfortable conversation. But uh, the fact of the matter is different point, at different points in the, the, the life of a client, uh, these milestones uh, come into play. And that's when you want to talk to an advisor to help facilitate these conversations help drive the correct solution and make sure that this plan is doing exactly what you need to do for you throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, more or less, Brian, it's, it's what you envision for your life could 
risk total collapse if you're not able to keep that plan up to date. But let's flip the script. You know, I, let's look at the glass half full mentality here, Brian. For somebody that is actively updating their plan, going through the you know those uh, you know those measures when things change to to you know actively review and refine the plan as time goes on. How is life so much better? You know, how does that issue of, of, Hey, am I able to take care of my family forever? Hey, am I able to achieve my goals? How is all that, all those boxes checked really? How does life look if you are actively, you know, re, uh, reviewing and refining your plan? So I think the, for most people, this is, this comes down to peace of mind. Uh, when you're taking those proactive steps, working alongside uh, your team of advisors who are keeping up with, with your life as it evolves and the changes that, that come into play that could impact your plan and, and, and identifying the really the, the smart and precise strategies that fit your own set of needs and expectations, uh, concerns, risks. Uh, you, it, the end result is this plan, not only does it accomplish exactly what you needed to accomplish today, but it evolves alongside you. And so as your life increases in complexity, your financial life, the financial plan is going to lockstep be uh, more complex. And that peace of mind, you can't be underestimated. If you know that you have those steps in place, that whatever it is you want to accomplish, making sure your family's taken care of forever, making sure your employees have uh, a continued employment and the business itself is, uh, is operating, and then also delivering value back to your family, making sure that uh, any various, any, any, any number of risks that, uh, that we may or may not be aware of are accounted for and that we're managing that appropriately. All of that, the bottom line is it's peace of mind for most people. No, and, and boy, is that a, a sought after thing and great to have. Uh, Brian, I think it's important for us to pivot the conversation for a hot second for those out there that, you know, maybe they're not as familiar with you and Plum Point or even just this show as, you know, in general. I think it's worthwhile and sharing with some of those audience members for a moment before we get right back on topic here. Uh, you know, these are the types of conversations that I know that you're having with your clients at Plum Point. But could you share a little bit about yourself and, and what it is that you and your team really do over at Plum Point Wealth Management? Yeah, we we work with clients very closely uh, across the bar, across all facets of, of wealth. We're financial planners by trade and, and at heart. Uh, I, so David Swenson is a uh, managed the Yale endowment, and he was sort of a founding father of the endowment uh, portfolio. And when I first got in his business, I, I read his book, um, and he he sort of framed this idea uh, that to be good at, in his case, portfolio management, but financial advisory, you needed a deep understanding of human psychology, a, uh, an appreciation of history, um, in addition, of course, to, to sound um, understanding of financial theory, but it's that those two parts, the history and psychology, that's that really resonated with me, um, financial theory being the obvious thing you need to understand. Uh, and it's, it's a, those are themes that, that I adopted uh, launching this career and, and, and keep close throughout. I, I was a scientist before I became a uh, financial advisor. So we take a very deep analytical approach to making decisions, working alongside uh, clients in particular, uh, helping them make decisions. We have to understand them well. We also have to understand what's happened in markets before us because we can't begin to think about making projections if we don't have a sound basis of, of history. So our team is built really well to work alongside clients 
we we have a, a team of CFPs, certified financial planners, who do deep dive, uh, uh, have deep dive discussions into a client across their balance sheet, across all facets of their wealth, and identify those risks, and then work with a strong network of partners and advisor, other advisors, uh, to create the and, and put forth and in place solutions and, and sophisticated strategies that identify a wide range of uh, solution sets for client issues. Oh, no, I, I love that. I love the rooted in data, rooted in science. It's, it's, it really shows. And, you know, it, obviously it, it's, it radiates in our conversations here on this show, Brian. And, and I understand, you know, you, you, I mean, just a moment ago, you had mentioned that deep methodical process that you and your team take, you know, in addressing so many of these different issues and objectives and goals that your, your clients are, are striving to achieve. And obviously in bringing it back to our conversation here today, this idea of revisiting your plan, okay, you got the plan in place, but you need to be revisiting it to make sure that you are meeting those objectives and goals. Brian, I understand that there's a particular lesson, really a piece of value that you want to leave our audience with today in terms of what it is that you and your team at Plum Point do to address this exact challenge and that's the challenge of of not revisiting your plan over time what is it that you want to share with us today and you know that piece of value that you we can you know leave our audience with to develop a plan and to continually revisit it you need a sound process in place and it's really this is about discovery and analysis there are two components to to that process the discovery part of the process is uh how it sounds when uh, in initial client meeting it's complete discovery. You're identifying exactly what it is a client's all about, but you need to have a solid understanding. Uh, and that understanding has to involve, you need a mechanism where you're reaching out to clients, you're meeting with them regularly, you're, you're constantly relearning about them and developing and deepening that understanding. You take that information and then you analyze and execute. Uh, there are two important, broadly important parts to serving clients very well. And we can really break that down into five steps. The first is that that the opening of discovery is really getting a solid understanding of a client's values, of a client's objectives, of a client's concerns, um, of their balance sheet across the board. Uh, you want to know all um, assets, all liabilities, uh, even things that might seem irrelevant uh, from a client's perspective. We want to know because they can and they do have blind spots and it's up to us to identify what those blind spots are. But that that first step is really getting a solid grasp and understanding of a client's overall wealth and picture and, and concerns. The second step would be through conversations, we can get a, an idea and through some tools and, and technology, we can get some uh, an idea of a client's behavioral tendencies. And there's a whole field of science, which I love getting to the psychology part of, of, of why we do what we do and why we're good at what we do, uh, behavioral finance. So the fact is we are hardwired to make bad financial decisions. And if we can circumvent that, if we can be made aware of what those decisions are and why they're bad, uh, and identify those trends, because everyone, the fact of the matter is everyone has their own unique set of, of trends, uh, and behavioral tendencies, uh, by circumventing that, we can help clients make better decisions. Um, the third step, uh, actually, I, I talked a bit about this in that first step, but when you when you have the understanding of, of uh, the values and concerns and you get that balance sheet, you really can do begin to do a deep dive into exactly how 
uh, the portfolio structure, a deep, deep dive into assets, a deep dive into liabilities. What's the debt load? If you have a business, is there debt on the business? Is, are, there, are there additional liabilities? What, what, what do you have in place for risk management, whether it's uh, your personal liabilities or the business liabilities, whatever they might be? What's your estate planning uh, uh, documents? And are they in order? Is the planning in place? What strategies are being used? That's that's step uh, three. And then step four, we're looking at um, analytics. Uh, so we have this information. Uh, we have the understanding of clients. We have an idea of how they behave and how they make decisions. We have an idea, a deep understanding of, of what the uh, financial household really looks like. Now we're stress testing this. Now we're making sure we're looking at this and saying, are these assets, are they positioned the way they need to be positioned and serving the client the best possible way? Are they the most efficient? Are they the, are they the best thinking, if you will, uh, out there, whether it's uh, estate planning techniques or portfolio management techniques, whatever they might be, but that's solid scientific method analysis. And then finally, uh, would you put all that together to put forth a plan? Uh, this is the execution stage. It's crucially uh, the most important stage, but you have the, the, the client profile or deep understanding the client, you have done the analysis, you've identified the appropriate steps that may need to be uh, put forth, uh, deficiencies that may be there and, and how to connect those dots and create those bridges and open those doors for clients. You need to put that plan forth and you need to execute well. And then just as we said at the beginning of the, the call here, you're not done. Step five is the plan, but this is an ever evolving process. You're going constantly all the way back to the beginning to step one with rediscovery, re-understanding. As a client's life changes, you have to be made aware of those changes. You need a way to communicate, uh, be in communication with clients so you, you keep uh, uh, that understanding up to date and you have the appropriate follow-through mechanisms in place and you run through the cycle again and rinse and repeat. And it's the best way to make sure a client's plan is up to date. Uh, yeah, Brian, I, I love this. And a quick follow-up question to that, which I, I know probably a lot of our audiences is, is probably asking themselves is, is how often would you say that you need to go back and revisit it? Would you say it's, hey, maybe this is a monthly, a yearly, uh, or maybe it's just every time you feel that you have a significant change in your life? But I feel like it's a question that begs to be asked. It, it is. So I think it, it, there's a kind of a push and pull there in, mm -hmm. in terms of how to address that. So the the push is if if at any point there's a new milestone uh, coming up uh, mm -hmm. or marriage, uh, a child, children's marriage, a grandchild, uh, whatever it might be, we need to be aware of that. And that may warrant a change to the plan in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, the poll, though, of course, so we we are in regularly meeting with our clients uh, in a in a cadence that's comfortable for them. But I really think that once a year, you should be sitting down with your advisor. We do at least once a year with our clients and you should be having this deeper conversation. Uh, and, and from there, planning flows and evolves. Uh, and so you, you don't run the risk of falling behind in that case. No, I, I love that. I appreciate you kind of clarifying that for us. Um, and Brian, for our audience out there, they hear this, that, that deep discovery and analysis process. I mean, you walked us through the five steps, the idea of, okay, once you do the five steps, you've also got to rinse and repeat them. That's how this whole thing works. Uh, but for somebody out there in our audience that's thinking to themselves, man, 
I love this, or, or this is what I need to do. I, maybe I had my plan in place. I need to go through this discovery and analysis process and revisit that and get things back up to date. How would you say, you know, somebody out there can just start utilizing this lesson that you've given us today, maybe really just take that first step forward to, in fact, get their plan back up to track. Yeah. So for most people, we've, we've talked about this before, but human behavior being what human behavior is, we procrastinate, we put things off. And this really is one of those things with, with how quickly the environment changes around us. This is one of those things that should be addressed urgently uh, and, and regularly. So as always, people have a choice. If, if you've already revisited your plan, clearly you don't need uh, uh, another revisit. But if you haven't, you should meet with your team to do exactly that. And if you aren't sure if you have the right team, if you aren't sure that you have someone who can uh, revisit a plan, give us a call. We are happy uh, to sit down with you, happy to go through that discovery process and see uh, what what it is, what you, what you, your situation looks like and what we feel you might or need, or it may be fine. We just, we'll give a second opinion. Uh, so that's that's the choice everyone has. Don't do anything and run the risk of uh, your plan falling behind uh, or act. And if you want to give us a call, happy to do that. Reach out to us on the, uh, on the website, uh, right, uh, posted right below the link here. All right. Fantastic, Brian. And hey, you know, before we wrap up our conversation today, it's always helpful. Uh, you know, if, could you paint a picture for us and maybe an example of somebody out there that you've worked with that have went through that, you know, discovery and analysis process that had worked alongside you to uh, really recognize the importance of keeping their plan up to date? Any sort of stories or examples that might shed some light on just why it's so important to keep revisiting your plan so that maybe you can achieve those goals, you can take care of your family forever? It's, we have these conversations all the time with clients sure. and, and lots of examples. So we wrapped up uh, some planning for a client last week um, who, who was a client. Uh, and so some changes came up for him. Uh, the, he had one chat since, since he had done his estate planning a number of years ago, a number of changes were in place. But what really prompted this was a recent change. He had a second child get married. Um, since that plan, though, what we uncovered was uh, he had a grandchild uh, from his other uh, children's marriage. Um, he switched state residency. Uh, he um, the, the the second marriage he isn't quite so sure about. He has some concerns about potential divorce at some point, and 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 so uh, it, and also he hadn't reviewed or updated his insurance strategy in quite a while. Uh, so we went through that process as as we normally do when we said we really should take a look at this and we did exactly that so we re-engaged with his estate planning attorney and because of the uh changes to his strategy uh, his gifting strategy wanting to give to um a grandchild now and making sure that uh he wants to uh, both of his children are taken care of and also protected we we're able to uh definitively say he has a very large, very large IRA, uh, definitively say we should carve out some of this and convert it into a Roth. He may or may not get uh, the benefit of, of having that Roth in his lifetime. He knows that, but his children definitely will. His estate planning documents absolutely needed to be updated. That state residency needed to be, to be uh, uh, acknowledged and changed. 
Um, he went to from a high tax state state <laughs> state to a zero tax state, uh, and and the, the he that was deliberate. Um, but then you need to make sure the planning adjusted that uh, for that fact. Uh, so in the case of and, and insurance as well, the insurance plan hadn't been updated in a while, and we were able to. Uh, because of the way insurance policies work when they had, particularly when there's some cash value, we were able to leverage the assets within that policy. And the net effect of these changes was his insurance policies are doing a little better than for him than what they originally were doing. And he's saving money in premium. He's happy about that. Uh, the estate transfer issue uh, with going to a 0% um, uh, tax rate in, uh, for the state estate tax means he can save some 40, 50% on value. Uh, the transfer from IRA assets to Roth IRA assets means his children save some up to 50% of, of value. So across the board, and this is a client who we're, we have conversations regularly, and he just happened to say, oh yeah, my son's getting married. And oh yeah, I have this policy. I've never told you about it, this insurance policy, but what do you think? Yeah, we 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 think we need to take a look, and and so the um, the client in the end was in a much stronger position uh, as a result of those conversations. Oh no, I love that. That's a great example, Brian. I mean, yeah, the life event as well as just other financial factors at play. That's a really good example for this conversation today. And and Brian, before again we you know we head out for anybody out there, uh, they're hearing that story just now, and maybe they're thinking, oh, I got a few things going on in my life like that. Maybe it is worth revisiting my plan and reaching out to you and your team at Plum Point. Again, what is the best way they can get in touch with you and your team to, like I said, just kind of open up a dialogue? We're delighted to talk to you to anyone and just. Uh, drop go to our website uh, schedule a call uh, you can uh, give us a call directly send us an email all right fantastic well Brian look I really appreciate you carving some time out of your day I know you're a busy guy you got a lot of clients to serve so I'll let you get back to doing that but I uh, appreciate you diving into this topic of you know revisiting your plan you may have one in place but boy isn't important to go back to it and really modify you know recycle, refine, re, you know, reuse all the, all the R words, uh, to make sure your plan is optimized moving forward. But, uh, I appreciate you being with us today and looking forward to being back with you on the next one. Thank you, Ryan. All righty. And Hey, look, we want to take one final moment as always. And thank you, our audience for jumping aboard and being with us on the show today. If you took anything away from today's conversation, you benefited from it in any way, shape or form, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future conversation where Brian and I dive deep into another wealth management challenge. that so many, you know, individuals, families, business owners alike are all facing out there. Uh, you know, I've said it once before, I'll continue to say it, you know, we're really just taking the conversations and strategies and solutions ultimately that Brian is addressing with his clients on a regular basis at Plum Point, and we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. So for Brian, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on the Plum Point Wealth Management video and podcast series.